the long trip home. Becky was a freshman in college, without much life experience outside of her hometown, a booming industry town growing by the second. She'd been the most popular girl in high school, and though college had been a culture shock so far, her looks and confident persona made it pretty easy for her to make friends. Becky had decided to make the long drive home for Halloween weekend to catch up with old friends at a party and maybe raise a little hell for old times' sake. She had recently learned she could shave an hour or so off the trip by taking some of the old state roads that were mainly used by locals in the rural communities outside of her college town. These roads had once been the only connection between towns before the interstate came through years ago. The new interstate seemed to cut off these communities from the rest of the world, and it showed. Each tiny town looked as if no progress had been made in the last 50 years, and the buildings were all bordering on dilapidation. Becky had made this trip a couple times before, but never at night and never in a driving rain. After driving for what seemed like too long on Highway 105, she started to wonder if she had missed a turnoff somewhere. She drove a little further and realized that none of her surroundings looked familiar, though it was hard to tell in the dark and through windshield wipers at full speed. Luckily, up ahead appeared to be a town. Hopefully, there would be a gas station where she could stop and ask for directions. And sure enough, the one service station in town was open, so she pulled in. She hated asking for help and almost equally as much disliked talking to these locals. It wasn't that she hated them, they just seemed so backward and beneath her, she guiltily thought to herself. As she walked toward the door, the rain pouring down, she noticed a man standing outside in a poncho getting drenched. She couldn't tell for sure in her rush to get out of the rain, but he seemed to be watching her the whole way in, staring under the brim of his fedora. As she burst into the store, she made sure the door was closed before asking the plump elderly lady behind the counter, what's with the creep standing outside? The elderly clerk didn't react kindly to those words. That's my boy Elroy, she replied sternly. And you better be careful what you say about him to me, you hear? Becky was mad at herself for not considering the fact that the two probably knew each other, considering everyone in a town this small was probably related even. So she offered the best fake apology she could muster up and asked for directions. The lady reluctantly and with a sour attitude told Becky that she had indeed missed a turnoff to Highway 110 about 10 miles back. Becky offered a quick, insincere thanks and quickly walked back into the rainstorm and toward her car. She was relieved to see that Elroy wasn't standing outside anymore. Must be licking windows somewhere, she said out loud to herself as she got back in her car in a hurry. As she backtracked down Highway 105, she saw the turnoff for 110 that she had missed before. She knew from here it was about three hours back to her hometown. And though she had wasted several minutes, she could still make it back in time for the party if there were no more delays. And that's when she noticed her gas meter was hovering just above empty. In the rush to get directions and the creepiness of Elroy's presence, she hadn't even noticed she needed gas when she stopped last. 
She didn't want to go back to that station and waste more time, especially with Elroy and his loving mother hanging around, so she decided to risk it, see if she could make it to the next town. She thought she remembered another small podunk around here somewhere. Becky was on fumes when she coasted into the next town, rain still pouring down. She pulled into the station relieved, but then quickly frowned when she saw there was no pay at the pump option. More wasted time, she thought to herself. Why can't these people come into the 21st century already? After she filled up, she walked into the dimly lit station and approached the counter. There, an old man with tattered army fatigues, a POW cap, spectacles, and a nasty-looking facial scar stared back at her. The scar was hideous, in a jagged line from the top to the bottom of the left side of his face, curving through a sea of white whiskers haphazardly placed on his wrinkled chin. The man didn't say a word as she paid for the gas with the last bit of cash she had on her. And then she realized he couldn't speak at all. An old army injury? She questioned to herself. She wasn't sure, but she did know one thing. He creeped her out. Especially since he kept looking toward her car and then back at her. At first she thought he might just be admiring her new-ish grand dam, but... As he kept doing it, she started to become a bit frightened. As she backed away, he became more animated, looking at the car, then at her. At the car, then at her. Car, her. Car, her. Then she noticed he had picked up a crowbar and was stepping out from behind the counter. Now, Becky had been a track star in high school, and there was no way this old geezer was catching her as she bolted out the door back into the storm and into the safety of her car. She had it started and took off before the old man even made it outside. As she sped away, she saw in her side view mirror the old man had limped out of the road behind her, waving his arms and crowbar in the air. What is it with these rednecks, she said out loud. As she peered into the rear view to get another look at the crazy old man, she noticed a figure rising up out of her back seat in a rain-soaked poncho. That's when she realized the old man wasn't crazy at all. He had been trying to warn her that there was an intruder in her car that he must have recognized. After all, he must have known the area and all the people that lived there better than anyone. So it all makes perfect sense now that he would recognize Elroy in a car that doesn't belong to him. She felt so guilty about judging the man who was trying so desperately to help her. These are all thoughts that raced through her head moments before the rusty lawnmower blade Elroy was holding came crashing down into her skull. They were the last thoughts she ever had.